Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week, we're discussing Falcon and Winter Soldier, Episode 4, The Whole World is Watching. So let's get into it with the recap. Io gives Bucky eight hours to use Zemo before the Wakandans take him in for killing King T'Chaka. Zemo helps find Morgenthau at a funeral for her adoptive mother, where Walker and Hoskins intercept them. Sam speaks to Morgenthau alone and attempts to persuade her to end the violence, but an impatient Walker intervenes and a fight ensues. Zemo destroys most of the serum before he is apprehended by Walker, who secretly takes the last vial. Io and the Dora Milaje come for Zemo, but Walker refuses to hand him over. In the ensuing fight, the Dora Milaje humiliate Walker and Zemo escapes. Morgenthau threatens Sarah, forcing Sam to meet with her so that she can attempt to persuade him to join her. Walker and Hoskins engage other members of the Flag Smashers, leading to a fight in which Morgenthau accidentally kills Hoskins. Enraged by his friend's death and having taken the serum, Walker uses the shield to kill one of the Flag Smashers in front of horrified spectators. No, that shot, the fucking, the, the blood, just that iconic horror shot that just looking at it just makes you feel unsettled. It, it hurts your fucking soul. It, it's th- the fact that he would let Steve Shield be covered in that, in that way. I mean, he did not only a disservice to his country, not only a disservice to, to the character of Captain America, it is horrifying. You know, it's just like, ugh. And I, I got like, I have nothing to say else other than the fact that the world is watching while a policeman murdered somebody begging for their life and everybody watched and recorded it. That is it exactly where I was going to go with this. Like, this was filmed and shot again before all of the police violence that we dealt with last year. And I couldn't get that out of my head that everyone was recording basically a, an American figure bludgeoning someone to death while they're begging for their lives and it's like you're watching it and you're like this is the kind of shit that needs to be on tv and reminding people that this is real shit that's happening in the world and america is not the good guy and american way of fighting tactics and police brutality in this country is is something that's that's real and happens and that's exactly how it feels to watch that it's just it was it's so fucking intense disney plus <laughs> come enjoy yourselves the other real life parallel that I also was kind of banging around in the back of my head, Walker using the shield to bludgeon someone to death reminded me of the Capitol riots on January 6th. The guy that like took a like an American flag and like was smashing one of the guards. I mean, a flag smasher, a flag smasher, if you will. You sure all this was written <laughs> before all this crap? From what we understand, we did edit and change things at the, at, you know, like when coronavirus hit. So I, who knows what they added or changed. And maybe some of the, these parallels are truly intentional and not just like happenstance coincidence, <laughs> happy accidents, one might say. You can call any of this stuff happy. No, there's a lot of actually happiness in this episode, but joyful moments that just fill me with glee. But this was not that. No, this was not one of them. This is the one that like made me like want my mommy and I needed a hug and 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 several drinks and holy fucking shit. Like I felt that. I felt that shot and I felt that ending and that anger. Oh my fucking god. One thing is for certain, Steve Rogers is probably rolling in his grave on the moon. Yeah, wherever Steve is, the moon 
Valhalla, fucking Mars with Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, he's not. He's not happy. It's like, Sam, why'd you have to give up the shield, man? See, this is what happens when you give shit up that when you're gifted things. Don't regift. That is the underlying theme of the show is don't be a regifter. Because this is what happens. People die. People die. Nothing good can ever come of it. No. So January's and, and you know, when you're going through the gifts that you get for Christmas, or your birthdays, don't don't even think about it. Just appreciate it. Take it. Don't give it to the Smithsonian. It will lead to death. So obviously, Walker, U.S. agent, great value, Captain America, is supposed to be like a dark reflection of Steve Rogers. Um, There were three visual callbacks that I noticed when Walker and Hoskins bust in at the end of the episode. Walker has his shield up, gun drawn. It's very reminiscent of Steve Rogers in the first Avenger. Then later on, when he takes the shield and jumps out the window, it is dead on for Captain America in Winter Soldier. And then finally, we get to that last scene. uh, The bludgeoning with the shield is very is like a darker version of Steve versus Tony in Civil War. But it's done wrong. Like, I feel like all the shots that you're talking about and we'll reference, it's like it's it's shots of Walker being an homage to 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 real cap. But it's all done. It all feels wrong. And that's it. That's that's the point. Like freaking buzzkill bullshit, man, decided to push it to the whole other level. And he's he's obviously not in control of his emotions. He's fucking crazy. Like all these times, all these all these other shots like he he, he like, oh, they weren't even super soldiers, like all crying and upset. It's like during that fight after the Dormelage kicked his fucking ass, they weren't even super soldiers. Nobody likes me. Maybe I'm not worthy. I don't know. That was wah, 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 wah. You fucking douchebag. I hope he feels like a fucking hack. I really hope he feels like a fucking hack because he is a fucking hack. He's not He's not real. But kudos. I just want to say this also. The kudos to fucking Wyatt Russell, uh, who's an amazing actor, who's able to pull off this character that's universally loathed. I know he's having issues and people are sending him death threats because they hate the character. Okay. You hate the character. I hate the character. But freaking better love the fact that he's giving such an amazing performance that we hate him so much. And that's the point. It's like, stop, stop hating on the actor who's giving us exactly what we want and what we need, which is a character that we can hate. She, he is the, the action man version of Laura's Umbridge. That's how much hate is going into this. So I, I, I feel like we have to give him a lot of props. Oh, I, I do. I think it's I think it's ridiculous that he's getting so much fan hate. We're supposed to hate this character. But hate the character. Wyatt Russell is not actually a US agent. But he plays one on TV. And that's what makes him so fucking amazing at doing his job. And that's what's great about it. So I love to hate him. I do. Like, he makes, he makes my skin crawl and my blood boil. Those, like ticks that he does like it just him kind of you physically you can just see that he is deteriorating all those ticks when he's looking at the shield when he like realizes that things aren't going his way and he's like walking around pacing like a fucking like animal in a cage it's it, it's so amazing to watch like and i know we're here simping on the show but like if you really watch the show this it's nothing i have nothing negative to say about it you know it's like it's hard to even comically talk about this show because it's so beautifully powerful and tragic you know i mean like just look at the intro that the intro how this episode started it's like you're free and bucky starts crying it's like bucky is crying you can't help but feel that like my your your fucking heart my heart it's 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 like there for it 
And then a second after, it's like we're back to the present. And Dormelage is right there being like, why did you free him? It's like the betrayal. It's like and Bucky hates himself for it, but he's doing what he has to do. It's like Civil War all over again, but from a different perspective. It's it's all playing with the same shit. It's so brilliantly poignant. I, I just – I can't. It's – I can't – there's nothing negative I have to say about it. So, Yeah, for, for the love of God, give Sebastian Stan an Emmy because that, that first scene was – very very impactful and it's crazy to think because like we wouldn't have gotten this shit if disney plus wasn't a thing right like this that's something that never made it into the movies that's something that we wouldn't have seen in infinity war or whatever and and i don't think we would have gotten that much of solid emotion if we didn't have somebody who is dedicated to bringing emotions like that to the screen and most of the time when you're doing with the big tentpole superhero movies, you're, you're going for these large moments of triumph. And and yeah, there's dark shit and there's sadness and there's low times, but you're not reaching for this like, no, we're going to make people cry. We're going to break their hearts. We're going to rip the, rip out their hearts. We're going to step on it and use the shield to like splatter all over the ground. Kind of like they're going to punch our hearts into a stone column. Ooh, yeah. But that's the point. Like, that's what they're going for. And they're, 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 they're our emotions are all for it. I feel like between this and WandaVision, like people are really out to, to, to personally get us <laughs> emotionally and it's beautiful and I'm here for it. And something else that I really love is like this show has elevated IO. IO has been in like four or five movies. And I think this show is the first time that her name has ever been said on screen. Yeah. It's, and it's the fact and it's so great to see her like, really get center stage for a moment and to get that focus even just the her watching her like kick fucking uh everyone's ass also literally disarming bucky yeah <laughs> and it's again it's it's tragic the way that happened because he almost has this look of like but how why i didn't know oh it was kind of like a oh wow the wakandans didn't trust me did they yeah, like there's still a way that they can disable their tech and it's you you can disable me and disarm me anytime you want. Well, to be fair, kind of a hundred year old assassin, like I think that's pretty valid. That is fair. Do you know you could do that? No, no, I didn't. No, they didn't they didn't give me the instruction manual with this because we were being attacked by aliens. <laughs> Best line from that whole Dora Milaje scene. Looking strong, John. Yeah, I know. And that's just Bucky sarcastically cheerleading from the sidelines is fucking awesome. <laughs> Looking strong, John. And Zemo standing there watching the whole thing happen while drinking. That's a full vibe. That's just a full vibe right there. He's like, all right, I'm just letting you guys do your thing. Sipping tea. And then him pulling an El Chapo and dipping. Yeah, no. And Wakanda's like, well, all right, we're out because we, we're, we're going after Zemo. So fuck you guys. You know what, though? Zemo earlier in the episode likening the desire to be a superhero to the ideal of like being a supremacist. He actually has a fucking point. No, he really does. I and mean, like, I, I can't, I can't state enough how much I love Zemo. Like I can't like, I, and I've been calling it since he, he first appeared, but like every episode that we get more of him, the more I like and agree with Zemo. And I'm amazed and surprised how much class and, prob and pragmatic rationality he has and I'm kind of more on his side than the flag smashers. Like everyone, everything that comes out of his mouth, I agree with. Uh, he even ag agrees that Steve is incorruptible and is like, that's the exception. Like he's honest about it all. He's honest about wanting to escape and wanting leverage. He's honest about what he needs. He's, uh, 
he has not lied at all. And he keeps coming back to help out these things because he wants the mission to succeed. Everything that comes out of his mouth is 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 like real. I think he and I agree with. I can't I can't get I can't get that out of my head how much like I agree with everything that he says. Even the whole God's conversation. And yeah, it's arrogant for him to say that, but like he's just trying to make sure there's not supremacy in the world. And I I, I don't disagree with him. And I think neither can they, because they're all just having a polite conversation about it. The only time it gets weird is when Bucky takes his tea and tosses it. And this this episode came dangerously close to showing that Zemo might be a hypocrite. But then he legitimately, he fucking smashes those vials. He does. He did hesitate, though. He did hesitate for like, what could I do? Like, no, boom, boom, boom. And he just left one. I think it's a credit to the show that legitimately, I was pretty sure he'd smash those vials. But there was just this little pause, and I was like, mm, "Is it going to take one?" Yeah, I was wondering that too. But it's Zemo. He's he's polit- politically he wants it all gone. Like he personally wants it all destroyed. So he's he did it. Eventually, he did. It's like, and that that scene when that happened, it's like it, it shows again. It shows what I've been saying about Carly. Like in the end, she's just a scared child in over her head. She's watching Zemo destroy the serums, only the cower behind a, a, a piece of machinery before running off. I only wish Zemo got them all. Do we think that there's an extra vial rattling around somewhere? Maybe Carly has one more that she didn't drop, but I think they were mostly all destroyed because she seemed so like, oh, I got nothing now, you know, when, when he went back to look for them. So I don't think we're going to have that Jurassic Park moment of like those dinosaur DNA things coming back from the mud. Like that's it. They're gone. I did appreciate him asking Sam whether or not he would take the serum. And Sam was just like, nope. Genuinely, I think that impressed Zemo because Zemo hella hesitated. No, he did. He did. And Zemo was like, all right, respect. Like he he was like Zemo. He, Zemo, I think we've seen at the audience that Sam is the kind of person who doesn't want shortcuts. He 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 earns it every step of the way. And I think Zemo recognizes that. And that's why Sam, what about Bucky? And Zemo didn't have an answer. He didn't. He didn't. Zemo didn't have an answer at all. And I think that's the point. It's like, there are some exceptions. It isn't just as binary as Zemo puts it out to be. But Zemo is right about the problems that this whole thing causes. I'm legitimately pleased that they didn't just make Zemo a straight up antagonist. Because I wasn't really sure where they were going to go with this character pre the show starting. He's so much better as like a semi-protagonist. He really is. He really is. And like, even though I know there's going to be that moment where Zemo comes back as like a full on villain in some capacity. But like right now, I'm loving every moment of it. Every moment. Um, And just ugh. It, it, the way he acts with the with the children, the Turkish delight, which is disgusting, by the way. I've had it. It's. Yeah, it was very Chronicles of Narnia, though, for him to be offering that to the children. It was, but I, you know, like I'm, I'm there for those little subtle references if it's a reference. But I think in his, in his country, it's probably just what you have. It's the candy that you give to the children. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the Turkish delight. He can give me Turkish delight all day. I draw the line at him singing "Ba Ba Black Sheep" to me. That was a little weird. <laughs> it's fine. He could be weird. I'm all for him being weird. But I did like that he was like, "Oh, these were my son's favorite." connecting to his backstory which is always good one of my favorite lines in the whole thing is is the stupid he's gonna extort you and do that stupid head tilt thing and he's already doing the head tilt thing and he realizes it and he straightens his head 
Oh, no, that was so good. That was legit, like, one of the best parts. He's just going to manipulate you and do that stupid head tilt. Corrects his head. Corrects his head. And that's it. That just just shows to me. uh, And it's in one of the most still intense episodes. And I'm laughing my ass off. It's just like the drinking thing. Just makes me love Zemo even more. Just the fact that he, like, all right, I acknowledge I do that. Fixing it. I don't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. So before the Dora Milaje showed up, Walker was legit going to fight Sam, right? Yeah, I think that was brewing to something that was there was going to be like a it almost reminded me of the scene with Cap and Tony and just like, let's 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 put on a suit. and You want to fight it out kind of mentality. Um, whereas this time he was like, I'll put the shield down and then we could fight it off like men. Hoskins was legit like side eyeing Walker the entire time he was starting that shit with Sam. It showed I feel like there was that moment with the autograph, which is a great moment all in itself. It shows that people are, you know, people are watching. It was great foreshadowing, all that stuff. But it also showed that Hoskins is a little bit of an enabler. It's like I thought he was there kind of to watch his back, but he's there to kind of to, to simp and keep him put prepped up and to keep him believing in his own bullshit. You know, the world is watching right now and they want your autograph, you know, like because you deserve it. Look at all the things you did. You know, you're amazing. And it's like, would you take the serum? Of course I'd take the serum. Damn awesome. And you're damn awesome too. Look at all the shit we did, all the awards we got for the things we did. Like, and even Walker. And that's what makes it even more tragic. Like, Walker is probably a good man, like inside, like who was fucked up by war, who was fucked up by America, who was fucked up by Afghanistan and all the things that they did that were not right. Even as he said, these things are not right that we got awards for. That is the worst days of my life. And he's freaking out for it. Like he has PTSD from that experience and the government gives him this job. You know, he was never taken properly taken care of by the government. He was never properly given the healing capacity to get over the things. And he was only given rewards for killing innocent people. Probably. It sounds like he probably needed to go to therapy or go to like Sam's, you know, veteran counseling sessions. Yeah. And that's another thing. That's Oh my God. Like that was, that was that scene that was in there. Like, I, 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 I can't, I, it just annoyed the hell out of me the way he phrased it. Maybe it was an unintentional, but I, it just felt so wrong. So Sam, as you said, like Sam's like, oh, I used to counsel traumatized soldiers. That's in my wheelhouse, right? He said that. And then the next line that comes out of, of, of fucking psycho soldier is, yeah, and I know those soldiers, so I know this is a bad idea. Like, what the fuck does that mean? How can this guy be even be more of an American idiot? Like the way he, he came across there. Like, does that mean he knows the soldiers that Sam used to counsel and that this is a bad idea because those soldiers are, are, are still fucked up and Sam did a crappy job counseling them? Like it comes across that way. Like, ah. That demonstrates literally like the fundamental reason why Sam is worthy of the shield he's legitimately trying to find a non-violent solution he's trying to de-escalate the situation and walker is just like no we got to go in there and fucking fight this bitch yeah and that's all he wants to do because that's his way of looking at everything everything has to be through violence and whether that was you know the way walker was before you know at the end of the day whether he was always like that or he had to turn into wish captain to really get that way um whatever whatever it is like he is now a believer in violence first, you know, and just the way he was pacing again um, before going in there. And it really bothered me that he that during that scene where he's pacing right before going in there, he, Bucky let himself be manipulated by Walker. And I didn't like that at all. Not I just it didn't. That's maybe my one nitpick about this is that 
he was successfully able to be manipulated by Walker, which was obvious. And Bucky should have sensed that this was obvious that Walker was losing his shit and that he should not have allowed them to go in there. There should have been more of a fight scene between the three and not like, all right, let's let's go and, and overstep and make sure Sam doesn't finish what he's doing successfully. And also 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Come on. Yeah, well, he's being, a, he's being a dick. That's the whole point. He's being a fucking dick. And it's like, it, it's so amazing because him coming in and barging in, it, it's the perfect metaphor for the whole thing. Because Falcon Winter Soldier is just a bunch of real people working hard to heal and solve a problem. And with Walker barging in on them to do it his own way all the time, when he wants it done, without patience, without taking any care, that's that's America's foreign policy right there. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's America. This is America. This is America. <laughs> this is he is Captain America. Just my fucking God. Steve's Captain America is what we want America to be, like the ideals that we want America to actually embody. John Walker's Captain America is America legitimately like how America actually is. Yeah, that's it's the the real the real life Captain America. I mean, it just shows even the way he introduced himself to the Dormelage. Hi, John Walker, Captain America. It's like, wow. And then he talked down to them about their pointy sticks. Yeah. It's like, dude, do you even have any idea who you're talking to? Do you do you don't? You don't. And you're about to get your ass handed to. And, and even the fact that he introduced himself as Captain America, I'm sure Io was like, I know the real Captain America. You are no Captain America. And boom, get your ass handed to you. Steve Steve like never introduced himself as Captain America. He was just like, I'm Steve Rogers. Yeah. Um it's like I am I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. He doesn't say he's Captain America. He always is, I am Steve Rogers. He was Steve, who happened to be Captain America, but he was Steve. Okay, so I know earlier in the show, you suspected that we were going to get Torres killed off. I think we have just fulfilled our sidekick getting killed off quota. Yeah, and Torres vanished for the most part, So, it's, which I'm kind of upset that he didn't get more because he deserved... He was cute and adorable, and he deserved more screen time. But, you know, if Hoskins has to die so Torres can live, I'll take it. I'll take it. Which is depressing, because I actually, I really did. I was digging Battlestar. I liked him a lot. Um, I I liked the actor, and I just, I liked him. I thought he was a cooler character. Yeah, it was either going to be Battlestar to die or uh, Walker's wife. In the comics, it's Walker's parents, right? I think that sets him off. I think so. I think so. Which is why I thought the wife was going to somehow get involved and end up dying. Because they went out of their way to introduce her as a worried wife. You can tell like she was worried about the whole situation. So I was a little sad that we might not get to see Battlestar's autograph with the Battlestar logo. It's actually in the end credits. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm going to have to look out again for that. I missed that. It's Yeah, it's right at the beginning of the end credits. What if Battlestar isn't dead, though? What if Battlestar was just really knocked hard unconscious and, and he's fine? When they left his body... Uh, they like cut to everyone running and then they cut back to the body. And I was like, oh, is he not dead? But I thought, I think it was just a weird editing choice. I'm, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure he's dead. I think what they should have done if they really wanted to make it complete, like saying his eyes should have been open. Like they should have had, cause that's always like the way, like, all right, is he dead? Well, his eyes are closed. He could just be sleeping. But if his eyes are open and he's not moving like that, then he's dead. Like you really want the audience to know someone's dead. Then keep his eyes open. Also, I think I think killing off a non-powered human character in the middle of a fight like that really kind of shows the stakes for like someone like Sam. Yeah, because he gets his he gets a punched in the wrong way, Sam's going down. So, 
yeah, like your 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 insides are jello and also your neck got snapped. Yeah, exactly. They really could have used the door melage in that fight. Where were they? Probably hunting down Zemo, which everything would have been fine if freaking Party City Cap didn't keep on coming and causing trouble, barging in where he didn't belong. And his hero landing, like the that after going after the uh, the flag smashes after Ballastar died, like that is the most angry hero landing ever. Like <laughs> that was just so angry. Yeah, that's what we call in the business an anti-hero landing. Ah. Oh. This was the first episode where I actually kind of felt bad for the Flag Smashers. Like, the way that Sam was explaining how things were during the blip, I was just like, yeah, I'm completely on board with that. Like, the the fact that, like, countries weren't really, you know, kicking people. They were letting people in because they just needed people to rebuild. And things that legitimately, genuinely, in that way, were better. And now everyone's back and they're closing up the borders and you know like it it just it made me think of the border situation that like we have here in america where like there's just a shit ton of refugees hanging out at the like mexico border and we haven't done anything for them but like in the blip we would let them in and we wouldn't be assholes but then we would immediately kick them out once everyone gets snapped back and I don't disagree with that sentiment because in theory, I, I and neither does Sam. Neither does Sam, and I'm glad that they showed it up because in theory, the yes, the things are wrong, but that's the way the and I hate to sound like a douchebag here, but that's the way the world is, and we have a responsibility to try to improve it and make it better and to encourage everyone to to take care of each other. But now that the blip is over and everyone's back. Everyone reverts right back to the way they are comfortable. And all governments, including our own, are like, no, we, we're taking care of ours first. We're taking care of ours first. We're taking care of ours first. And I get it. And it, it almost like, all right, maybe life was a little bit better when, when half of the population was gone. But I don't think anyone, including Steve, would say that's that's a rational expense. We need to work harder at making our own world better in general, not just our own bubble world, but our own like. I, I, I can't agree with how Carly is responding to it. And that's still the thing. Like, I get what she's talking about. I get the horrible shit that the world is becoming because of this specific event. But she's murdering people. She's getting just as bad as, as other terrorists. She's obviously going about it the wrong way. And Sam even calls her out on that. He's like, I agree with your fight. Your fighting methods are what I can't get down with. And they they were actually having a fucking productive conversation about it. Yeah, because she acknowledges that the way she's coming across is 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 bitch. It's like she's coming across as a really bad supremacist. She's coming across as this way. She was really fucking offended when she got called a supremacist too. Yeah, and then she said things that only a supremacist would say, and then she's like, "No, but you tricked me into saying that." Mm. You know, I completely agree with her though when she says corporations and the beasts that run them those are the real supremacists but yeah she is she is unilaterally making decisions and hurting people so yeah she's a supremacist too but this show is all about escalation like this show its primary primary theme is about escalation you 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 get nuclear warheads so they got to get nuclear warheads you know like they you have something worse than nuclear warheads they'll get that next and then you, you know they, they said in batman dark knight it's like they they we get automatic weapon no we get semi-automatic weapons they get full-on automatic weapons it's, it's a full-on escalation you dress like a bat and we get psychopaths doing things this show is all about escalation so 
she they do something they do something else worse blah 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 back and forth it's and it's going to go that way forever and so her way of doing things is just going to keep making things worse that's why i keep calling her a naive child like you're just not going to get the reaction you want because you're throwing a temper tantrum i i, I agree with all your politics and i agree corporations bad but you standing up the way you're doing it and being a terrorist group allows those corporations to be the the victim and you look like an asshole and nobody's going to side with you except for the ones you're directly helping. And then you end up getting them killed because you're a terrorist group. You know, that's, that's just how it is. Um, and then, I mean, for God's sake, she called up Sam's sister. That just proves she's a freaking bitch. It's like, the, and she threatened them. Fuck you, Carly. It's like, I don't care if you don't mean it. You don't, you don't say that. You don't scare Sam's sister and her children. You, you, you don't say that if you're a decent person trying to make a situation better. Everyone else, Zemo is being more honest and straightforward than you are. You know? Are, are you still on board with Team Carly after that? Like, I, one world, one people. Except for the roadblocks on the way she needs to kill. Is that, that the motto you want to go with? Like, ugh, can't. Can't. It seems like Carly was, like, looking into Sam, too. Like, she seems very hesitant to actually engage with Sam. Yeah, and I feel like there's like a missing, there's like maybe a missing scene or something that we didn't get that was written that explained like that Carly did feel a connection to Sam and thus like looked into him and looked into his family and what kind, because she even says like, I just wanted to know what kind of person you were. And I think that implies that, yeah, there was definitely some research and her looking into it and gauging who he is. So at the end of the day, like Carly may die and may, want sam to to fight on her battles in a better way and that i think would come around and make it all poignant and thus she can die for a, a noble cause and sam will take the mantle up to, to take back the shield to take back and and make the world a better place one healing factor at a time so do we think that america is going to take away the shield or do we think that Sam and Bucky are just going to take away the shield. Because I'm curious at this point, like, how it's going to happen. I almost kind of wonder if America finds out that John Walker is now a super soldier, that they might try to sweep it under the rug. Because they're like, oh, we got a super strong Captain America. We just have a big PR nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I would love... I, you know, the fact we only have two episodes left to tell the story is kind of what's bothering me here. Because I feel like that would show in a longer streaming, like if we had like a few more episodes, I'd say, Oh, we're definitely going to see the PR nightmare. We're going to see America like react to that. And we get to see it. Cause I, I would love to see it, but it may just be glossed under the rug um, as a way just to expedite time, you know, and we may just get like a one line here or there to like reference it from the government's perspective. And maybe the, maybe the government will be like, come back, you know, let's regroup and deal with this. And he'll be like, no. And that's what makes him into us agent and not, you know, Captain America, you know, maybe Sam takes the shield or the government says, Sam, take the shield. Like we're, we're, we're done with this. You're the, you're the closest agent we got who can handle it. Just take the shield away. Like you said, we only have two more episodes. So we're going to have to figure that we have so many plot lines. I think at this point that we need to resolve, like who is the power broker? Uh, what's actually happening with the flag smashers? 
how's Sam getting that shield? Like, there's a lot of stuff that we need to resolve in like two episodes, which are going to be long episodes or hour long episodes, but still only two episodes. Um, the next episode is going to is clocking in at like 61 minutes. Supposedly, there's supposed to be a rather big comic book cameo in the next episode, like someone we haven't seen in the MCU, but is actually like a big character in the comics. So I'm interested to see who that's going to be. Yeah, I think it's a courtroom scene that's that's what got leaked. A conversation about like that and it's female. So I'm 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 putting out She-Hulk vibes. Maybe She-Hulk. I mean, that would make sense, and it would tease to the She-Hulk show. I just hadn't heard anything about a courtroom scene. I could be wrong, and maybe again, who knows with these leaks and stuff like that, like the stuff you hear randomly. But I, I heard it was a courtroom scene, and thus my first instinct goes to She-Hulk. But I could be totally wrong. But speaking of the power broker, so where are you on that? Like power broker, Armin Zola, the leader, which I'm still holding out for. Um, Or I had a friend of mine say yesterday, like, it's the Mandarin. It's going to lead into shang Hu. In that same token, it could be Justin Hammer and it could lead into Armor Wars. Yeah, true. But I'm looking at the syntax of the way he spoke in the text. Like, I don't think Justin Hammer would say little girl. It's too killy. It's too murdery. To be Justin Hammer. Justin Hammer isn't isn't a murderer like that. Like he's an idiot. <laughs> he's a hack. He's he's uh he's jealous of of Tony, uh, but he's not a murderer in that kind of a way. He he will condone murder, but he's not someone to be like to threaten you. Yeah, I you know what? I don't know. I don't think it's Sharon, but it is it is interesting that she has access to just a couple of satellites. Still. But not even that, like the scene where they showed her, like look around that whole scene. And there's a lot of like interesting things about that. Like when she's walking through that graffiti tunnel. Isn't she like nodding to people? She's nodding to people, a full bunch of soldiers who are there. protect Because that's a blockade road. Like that's a route into the get somewhere that's filled with things so a car can't go through. And it heavily guarded. There was probably like six guards with heavy automatic weapons. And all just nodding her through. So she's got access to something. And when we see her next, she's in a, a, a bar, apartment, luxury condo thing, just looking at things her own way. Is she the power broker? Is she working so directly? Like, what is she that requires that much security? But she's just like, yeah, just let her pass. She's cool. She's cool. Just come on through. And they're just doing that. So that was that was really weird. I found that very interesting that they had that is she using them to track carly you know but then why would he do that like i don't know what's going on because then they knew immediately where she was the power broker keeps finding out where she is so maybe she's using them to do that now and she's working for them i don't know this as you said there's a lot of threads that still need to be closed when it comes to this this episode had so much in it to interpret and now that we're only two episodes away it's like we're all rushing to find meaning and everything also, can we acknowledge that Captain America, quote unquote, murdering a kid that looked up to Captain America growing up? That's heartbreaking and sad. That is that is some harsh shit. Because, yeah, you're right. You said I looked up to Captain America and then he's murdered by the current Captain America. He literally died looking up to Captain America. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, no, that's that's a good thing to point out and very sad. And Mama Danya would not approve of, of any of this. Mama Danya would definitely not approve. Um So the plan was to kill Captain America to make a statement. I actually think that despite the fact that their friend got killed, this actually makes a way more effective statement. Yeah, I think you're going to have a lot of people on the side of the um, of the flag smashers after this. So go team angst. 
when it comes to Carly versus Walker, I'm obviously on. I'm rooting for Carly, which I think just shows my political views in a nutshell. But I still don't like Carly or what she stands. For. I mean, I I agree with what she stands for, but I don't agree with anything the way she does it. But Walker is such a psychopath that so that's just it's a no brainer there. Carly's a radical leftist. You're a leftist, but you're not radical. And John Walker is QAnon. You say I'm not radical. I think I'm radical. I always tell people that like, I am a leftist, but I'm not a radical leftist. And the reason why I'm not a radical leftist is because I understand that you have to um, build a broad coalition of people with differing ideas. You can't always be like aggressively militantly left. You do have to make compromise to legitimately get anything done. Yeah, otherwise you your radical left turns to some form of fascism one way or the other. Or or it's just completely ineffectual and you are so caught on your own ideals uh, that you get nothing done. You accomplish zero. Yeah, so there there is levels to compromise in politics. And we can go on that forever because that's that's the problem and the, the hardships of, of, a, of a complicated society that we're always going to be facing. But you can't force anybody to live a certain way and eventually not have an uprising. And you can't just like expect everyone to change just because you have a good idea. So it's a complicated world, you know, and I I wonder how people watching the show, Americans, will they acknowledge that they're kind of being made fun of in this show, you know, and the statements made about police brutality and racism and American military egos abound. Again, as I said earlier, I wonder what the, what the, reaction to it is i know people who would simp for for walker all the way up to the point of watching him murder that poor guy and at the end of the day i i I think i wonder what their reaction would be to that and i know there's people out there who are watching it who are probably feeling a bit defensive about the show from the racism perspective to the police brutality hell even the 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 flag on his remember on his side is a symbol for pro-police yeah you could definitely view john walker as a blue lives matter America first, militarized right wing analog. I just really wonder what, whether they get it, you know what I mean? Like whether they know they're, they're the ones who are being shown as the villains in the show or the antagonists in the show. It's not like most people who would sympathize with Walker's point of view uh, have internally consistent ideologies. So honestly, they might not catch it. I really, I would love to, I would love to just be a fly on the wall of, of, my ex-best friend racist cop when he watches the show. I'd love to see whether he's like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Oh, go get him, Sam. And I'm like, dude, you you are a walker. Cognitive dissonance. I know. I'm just, I'm fascinated by it all. On a sociological, psychological level, I'm fascinated by people's reaction to the show. Because I know mine and I know yours, but you and I are both leftists. Not radical leftists, as you said. But there's a lot to be said about society in this show, and that's what makes it great. I mean, we are both radical and leftists, but we're not radical leftists. Damn straight. The only other thing I wanted to talk about, and it is not related to Captain America, is holy shit, that second trailer for Loki. I know, right? Like, I I had a conversation with a friend the other day. I'm like, WandaVision, so amazing. Falcon Winter Soldier, oh my god. And the fact that the trailer, the way it makes it out the show, like I can't imagine Loki, Loki being as good as that trailer makes it out. But like, I don't know, like it just they're on a fucking roll. And if they put the same amount of love and energy and effort into that kind of zany multiversic insanity that we seem to be getting, like I, I, my brain is going to explode watching watching Loki. I just 
I, I, we have two more episodes before I even let myself really feel all the appreciation for the Loki because you know I, I don't want to get myself too excited while I'm, I'm, I'm knee deep in, in emotional tears from drowning in Falcon Winter Soldier and WandaVision issues, which basically just comes down to people needing therapy. Um, but god damn, Loki looks amazing. It, no, it, it does. It looks like this fun combination of like marvel and and doctor who and uh umbrella academy and uh rick and morty like it looks so crazy so over under on the villain of loki also being loki i think it's gonna be another version of loki yeah it's gonna be loki on loki action i think it's gonna be loki on several loki actions because it looks like we're getting like a version of female loki but I bet you that there are other Loki variants that we're going to have to. Oh, definitely. Fight. It's going to be we're, we're this is going to be a multiverse of, of madness before the multiverse of madness. It's it's I'm, I'm so excited for what this show potentially is. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to look into too much. I'm just kind of enjoying it on a superficial level until Falcon Winter Soldier's over. And then I will probably obsess on every little element. So when we when we're ready to do our Loki episode where we go and, and rant about like what we possibly are expecting, that's when I'll do all my research and all my homework and obsess over every freeze frame that there is to offer in these trailers. For now though, it looks awesome and I can't wait. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled infinite A cast. And you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.